Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome back. It is episode 107. You know, you guys, that just kind of blows my own mind. That's why I like to say it. And all these episode numbers that are up over 100. When I first started doing this, I never dreamed I would still be doing it 107 episodes later. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um, And by so cool, I mean, it's so cool that I get to do this with my life and with my time. I just can't imagine ever doing anything different at this point. I really can't. I love doing this. So before I dive in to how you can put your brain to work for you, which I'm telling you, this is the answer. (laughs) I do want to remind everybody and talk a little bit about the Widow Coach Certification Course. Um, Widow Coaches class is opening again. January 11th is our first class. It's a 12-week class. I do it live over video conferencing on the internet. I keep the classes small so that I can get to know each and every one of you. You all get to know each other. It's really tight-knit groups out there of widow coaches. Um, So now's the time. If you are feeling like you are called to reach out to other widows, to help other widows, to do this kind of work in your life, email me. Let's talk about it. If you just feel that you are ready to make this investment in yourself, whether you become um, a certified widow coach, whether you actually set up a coaching practice or not, maybe you just feel like I need to make this investment in me to learn about all of this life coaching and the life coach tools and apply them in my own life. Talk to me about it. Come do the class. My email is joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. That's joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com. Email me. We'll set up a time and jump on the phone together. Hey, it's fun. I get to know you a little bit. I get to see if this is something that will be a great fit for you. And if it is, if it's something that you are ready to jump into, like, gosh, grab my attention now so we can get you set up and um, have you ready to go for January 11th. So listen, this episode is really an episode for all of you um, who are new to me, as well as those of you who have done my course, my certified widow coaches out there. This is great information for you all too, because this is really what I want you to do for yourselves and the way I want you to coach and teach your clients. You are teaching your clients how to 
work on their own thoughts and beliefs and how to create any result they want in their life, really. That's what it's all about. So here is how you put your brain to work for you, okay? Your brain has answers for you, answers that you're not tapping into. You can Google things. I know I go to Google like probably a couple dozen times a day just because my brain is constantly curious, you know. I look at something, I read something, I think, oh, I wonder if, that, wow, that applies to this. Or, you know, I see somebody on TV and I go, wait, how tall are they really? <laughs> I immediately Google it. It's amazing what you can Google and get answers for. But I want you to have that ability to dive into your own brain and let your brain go to work for you because your brain has all the answers you need in it. Your brain has amazing information in it. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've already caught on to um, the fact that I, what I teach, the coaching I teach is causal coaching, meaning we go to the cause of what's creating something in your life that is not working for you. And that cause is always going to be your thinking, what your brain is telling you, your brain is set up with all kinds of automatic thoughts and beliefs that just fire off in there. Really has nothing to do with you. It could be thoughts and beliefs that were programmed decades ago in school or when you were a little kid and they just keep firing and playing because that's what your brain just kind of has recorded and saved and it keeps playing it and you just don't even notice half the time when it's telling you these things right? I mean, I've been coaching myself for a long, long time, years and years. And I still, almost on a daily basis, will come up against a thought that I just go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Have I really been telling myself this? They're, they're like insidious. They just fly under the radar all the time. And when you once you notice the thought, once you learn how to notice your thoughts, you can then begin to pick and choose, which there is your empowerment. Now, what I do to get my brain rolling, and I, you know, I'm jumping on to tell you about this because it's a process that I just took myself through because I started thinking about the things that I do want in 2019. What do I want more of? What problems am I facing? Right? Do I want more time for myself? Do I want um, a better schedule structure for the work that I'm doing here to turn this stuff out? You can ask yourself, how am I going to make more money, <laughs> right? How am I going to get out and about more so that I'm not so isolated? You can sit down and start asking your brain about these problems, about these things you want, the things that you need to take care of. A few examples of my own, they will probably will absolutely not apply to you. Most of them relate to my business. Okay. But um, I wrote down ideas. I started brainstorming ideas and my ideas were things like um, when I do Facebook lives, for those of you who are in my groups on Facebook, if you're in Widowed Book Club, on Facebook. If you join that group, I 
occasionally go live in there. And I had this brainstorm idea. When I go live, there is a way that I think I can strip the audio only off that live. And that way I can begin sharing some of those lives on my podcast for all of my listeners. So that even if you weren't there to hear the live, it's more fun to see the video. But even if you weren't, you would still be able to gain the value of the content I'm sharing on Facebook right here as a podcast episode. I think it's a brilliant idea. Who knew that was in my brain? I sure didn't until I sat down an hour ago with my notebook and began brainstorming and asking myself questions, ask, putting my brain to work, literally. The way you put your brain to work is first of all, ask your brain, what is it I want for myself next year? And if you think I don't know, you say, well, okay, but if you did know brain, what would it be? Because your brain does know. I don't know. When your brain plays, I don't know back for you. This is your brain just getting lazy. This is your brain like, I don't want to think about it right now. I don't want to deal with it right now. Your brain really does know. My students learn this with me. They begin to learn that I don't know is not really a great answer <laughs> because I will always say, well, okay, but if you did know, what would it be? That is a neuro-linguistic programming technique. It's a technique that uh, Tony Robbins uses in saying, you know, if you did know, what would it be? Or another neuro-linguistic programming technique is to say, well, if you don't know, but like, just take a guess. Because as soon as you tell your brain, look, you can just guess, it like takes all the pressure off. It's telling your brain, oh, it's okay if you like guess the wrong thing because you're just, it's just a guess, right? So you can go back to your brain when your brain says, well, I don't know. I'm just so confused. I'm just so widow fogged. And you say, well, okay, brain, but like, if you could just take a guess at this, what would we want for next year? And I don't ask the question unless you've got a pad of paper and a pen in your lap or a pencil in your lap so that you can immediately start writing because your brain will start firing ideas at you so fast. It's, it's wonderful once it gets started, once you can allow that flow and you can just start writing, well, next year I want this, next year I want that, I want that, I want that. And you can start working on it. Okay. So, you know, I wrote down some goals and things, and then I started to brainstorm ideas for how to accomplish some of the things that I want. And really, a lot of it is in the short term. A lot of it is around scheduling. I wrote down that I would really love to find a local videographer who would come shoot 10 videos with me a month that would not be outrageously expensive. I'm not looking for someone who's done, you know, Hollywood movies. But, you know, if I could find like a college student who would be really eager to do this kind of work and to have the material to edit and to get paid to do it, it would be amazing. So that's one of the things that I brainstormed down that's going to help me even stick to the scheduling that I want to set up for myself, my entire calendar for 2019. I'm in the process of setting up. So I make sure that I've got everything plugged in there that needs to be done. So that was one of the things on my list. Um, 
I wanted to schedule time weekly to outline the video sessions. In other words, to create uh, specifically the content that I know I want to share in those videos so that I've got something like a bulleted outline to go by. Okay. Um, I wanted to create a way to follow up um, with members who are going through my one-year mentorship. They're certified widow coaches that decide to continue on and do a full year with me, which is a really exciting program because it's like a year of your life that you're working on yourself and on setting up a practice as well. If you want to set up and establish a practice as a widow coach, um, we do that in that mentorship. So I wanted to find a way to follow up with the mentors in my group that are approaching the one year mark to see if they want to continue on for more of that right? Um, I have all kinds of things on my list. Like I said, most, most of this is about, um, my business, but a lot of it is about my life. I mean, literally scheduling out my calendar for 2019 is all about making sure that I'm not working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, because that's what I'll do if I don't make sure that I schedule in time for me to take some downtime, some vacation time, to go to the gym, to go get my hair cut, those kind of things. I mean, I literally need to schedule my life to fit it all in because the first year I worked as a life coach, um, I was widowed. So, I, you know, I didn't have Jim here. We weren't like doing things together. And that first year, I kind of fell into that trap of working from sun up to after sundown seven days a week. But it was because I was so excited with everything I was learning and what I was creating. And I just like went like a crazy woman. And after a year of doing that, you begin to realize, oh, I do need to take some time for myself. <laughs> just make it as important as my working life to get it all in. You can sit down and brainstorm any area of your life you want. If it's about relationships, if it's just about not being so isolated and alone at home all the time, if it's about getting a different job, if it's about you want to create something that creates new purpose in your life, write down those wants and then start brainstorming ideas. Like ask your brain for 10 great ideas. And that's what I did. I ended up actually with 11 great ideas because my brain was just, it was on that roll, right? Once you have your 10 great ideas, okay, um, then you want to go back to each one and ask yourself this. Ask yourself, what do I need to believe to make that happen? If it is, oh, weight loss, you decide one of your things is you want to lose 30 pounds next year. Okay. A lot of us are there with you. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> if you want to lose 30 pounds and then you're going to brainstorm all the great ideas of how you're going to do that. Like you're going to, I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to figure out exactly what I need to eat or how I need to eat. I'm going to research, um, 
different methods. I'm going to try intermittent fasting. You just like any idea that comes out of your brain around how to do that. And then go down your list of ideas and say, if I am going to go work out in a gym three days a week next year, so that I can be getting fitter as I'm losing weight. Don't go to the gym to lose weight, by the way. Remember, I, I'm a certified weight coach as well. I will tell you, you don't lose weight in the gym. You just don't. And no, you don't build more muscle than you're losing fat because that's impossible biology. If everybody could build muscle that fast and that easy, everybody would look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so... But you can build strength in the gym. You will tone up your body. You will build mental clarity by doing this. If there, I mean, I just can't even tell you enough about what it does for you to go work out in the gym. What it does not do is it does not make you lose weight. It does not counter, counteract if you've overeaten. You, you know, it's not calories in, calories out the way we've been told all these decades. So I don't, and people who do go to the gym and work out to try to achieve weight loss, they end up working out harder, longer, harder, longer until they are to the point that they're exhausting their body. They're building cortisol inside their body constantly, which is not something you want to have happen. And they end up injuring themselves. So that's a bad idea. But if you said, I'm just going to go to the gym because I want to tone up, I want to get stronger, right? So I'm going to go three days a week next year. What would you need to believe for that to happen? You would have to believe that you are strong enough in your commitment that you will get, pick up your gym bag and go out the door to the gym three days a week. You need to believe that that fits in your schedule. No problem. And that you can make it, um, like set in stone. If you go to the gym every Thursday afternoon, nothing is getting in the way of going to the gym on Thursdays. That's like set in stone. And when you, if you believe you can make that kind of commitment, and you believe that you can stick with that, like for 2019 and beyond, like this is just going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. I'm going to spend three days a week working out, walking a mile on a treadmill, whatever it is you want to do at the gym. If you believe it, then you make it happen, right? That's why you go back to ask yourself, what do I need to believe? When I was brainstorming and came up with the idea to find a videographer who is like a college student who would do 10 short videos for me a month. What I needed to believe is that I can totally find a kid that I can afford to hire to do this and who will be so eager and do great work. That's what I need to believe. If I don't believe that, I'm not going to make it happen right? I have to believe one that I can afford to hire a college student who is into doing videography and learning how to edit and put together videos to work on movies down the road, right? This may be someone who aspires to work on full 
size production movies, but would love to have the opportunity to video a life coach doing instructional videos. So if I believe I can afford that, if I believe that kid exists, that this person is just waiting for me to hire them to do this, the thing that they love most, that they want to learn most, um, then it's going to happen. It's going to happen. What do you need to believe in order to be less isolated next year? Maybe your goal is to be less isolated. And in your brainstorm about it, you came up with things like, you know, find a gardening club to join, um, start going out with your friends, making a point of it to reach out to your friends once twice every month to say, hey, let's all get together and go see this movie or let's all get together and go tour this place, right? Maybe those are your ideas. Like I'm going to make a point at least once a month to get these three friends together with me to go do something special together. And then you absolutely schedule it. And what you need to believe is this. You need to believe that you have several friends that you can get together with. You need to believe you have at least one friend that you can go spend time with, right? You need to believe that they want to spend time with you, that they are going to be delighted to spend time with you, as delighted as you are to spend time with them. You need to believe that all of your schedules, you can make it work to find a day to go do something exciting together. If you put down that you're going to go find some kind of group or club to join, then you need to believe that they're going to be interested in what you have to offer. You need to believe that you can go learn new things and meet new people easily to do that. You need to believe that you're going to be able to do that. Otherwise, your brain will talk you out of it. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. You're going to think, well, I'm going to find a garden club I can join. And your brain immediately says, that's a terrible idea. You're not that good at gardening. And you'd be embarrassed for your garden club to come see your yard right now. Right? Your brain just comes up with all this negativity. Because it's trained to look for danger. It's trained to look for what's not going to work. So that keeps us alive as human beings. So you must look at what you believe. So I ended up with my list of I said it was actually 11 great ideas that my brain just turned out for me. And then underneath each one is a sentence, a belief sentence, because I went back through each one, wrote down the word believe, and then wrote what I would need to be thinking to be able to do these things. Right? I need to believe I easily stick to that commitment, whatever that commitment is you're making. Maybe you need to believe that you can get it all in, that you will have the time to do the things that you have on your list that you would like to include next year. Maybe you need to believe that you really could do something different with your life. If you're looking, I, I just, because this is who I hear from. I hear from a lot of widows that reach out to me and say, you know what? I am just, there is no satisfaction in the job I'm working at right now. Yeah, it's providing me a paycheck, but I just want to do something so much more with my life. 
we see the importance of that. Once you've had your spouse die, you realize the, how temporary this whole place is, right? We're all riding a planet and we get a certain number of years that we get to ride on this planet. And when you become aware of that, you start thinking in those terms. You start thinking in terms of, I really want to do something with more meaning in my life. I really want to do something bigger in the world than I'm doing right now. I want to do something that's more rewarding. We start thinking along those lines. So then you need to just brainstorm ideas of what it is you do want to do. If you did know what that would be, what would it be? Tell your brain, look, just take a guess. Just take a guess at some things that might fit that bill. And then you can start underneath each one. See if you can find what do you need to believe about yourself to make that happen? What do you need to believe? That's how you put your brain to work for you. You turn it loose. You teach it how to think new thoughts all by itself. You don't have to go ask somebody else, what should I do next year? You can just ask your brain, what should we do next year? What do I want in my life next year? Ask your brain, right? Ask your brain all those questions. Ask your brain, if, if this problem in my life were solved, what would be different in my life? And how can I make that happen right now? Okay. You could ask yourself, what would I do if it were not currently impossible? Because you may think of things right now, like you think, oh yeah, I would really like to do something with so much more meaning in the world out there, but I don't even know what it is. And I just don't even think it's possible for me. It's just impossible. But what would you be doing if it were not impossible? These are all great questions to like put into your brain. Take your thinking to the next level. Our brains are a magnificent computer. It's with us all the time, <laughs> right? You don't misplace your brain, I hope. So... We have this amazing computer on our shoulders and we mistaking, often mistakenly think that what's going on in our brain is who we are. And that's not necessarily true. Our brain has a lot of functions. It's got a lot of thoughts at place. It's playing them for you, but it's not who you are. Your brain is your most amazing tool that you have. And just like using a computer, you can program it. You can change the programming. You can delete apps and add new apps to your brain. If you're paying attention to what's going on up there, if you ask it the right questions, if you realize you have this amazing computer sitting on your shoulders that you can put to work for you instead of your brain making you work and run in circles because it is trying to keep you alive at the expense of holding you back in this world. There was a time that the function of our brain was perfect for us. We needed our brain to say like, don't eat those berries, they look poisonous. Watch out, there could be a wolf over there. Maybe you shouldn't go so far away from the cave entrance. 
<laughs> right? All that negative stuff. Well, our brain still does it today. And we don't need our brain to do that today. The odds of us eating poison berries, because we're buying them from the supermarket. We don't have to look for wolves every time we step outside our door. We don't have to stay close to our house close to our cave to run back in. Oh my gosh, we get on airplanes and fly across the country. But our brain the whole time is still playing that old programming. This is a terrible idea. Don't do this. You could get hurt. You shouldn't be so far away from your cave. Right? So you do have to program that brain a little differently. First, understand why it's telling you all the stuff it's going to tell you about any change you try to make in your life. Okay, understand your brain is going to go to the negative. It's going to try to tell you where all the pitfalls are. That's cool. You say, I see what you're doing there, brain. Thank you. Keep me alive. But we're going to do this thing anyway. So let's work on how we can best do this. Let's brainstorm 10 great ideas for making this happen. And then look at what do I need my brain to be telling me? What do I need to believe to make these ideas become reality? That's how you tackle your next year. It's coming up on us quickly, you guys. <laughs> Just a few days, it's going to be January 1st. And I really want to spend January talking to everybody about how to lay out their year, how to accomplish the impossible, how to dream bigger. I think that's what New Year's is all about. Sometimes making resolutions has felt like drudgery to me because it's like, oh, it's that time of year again. I need to resolve to lose some weight, right? Or I need to resolve to be better at this, be better at that. No, now I think, oh my gosh, it's the new year and I get to dream bigger. What do I want to dream for this year? What do I want to do more of this year? Those are all great questions, right? Put your brain to work for you. And remember, if you are interested in the class, email me. I want to hear from you. Go back and listen to the beginning of this because I gave you the email there. I'm not going to bore you with all the details again. Go have a fabulous week. If I don't get to talk to you again before January 1st, have a fabulous New Year's Eve. I know that it may feel odd to ring in a new year without your spouse, but you can do it and you can get excited about the new year. You can look forward to the new year. So I will see you in 2019. Let's kill it. Love you guys. 